The Rat Network, with Fruit Gill and David Hoffman. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, noon Eastern. You think about it, we rant about it. Listen to us live on Facebook. Wow, I just punched the screen again. David, another fine sweatshirt. It's 80 degrees in Florida. You know, I hope the ice is, you know. Actually, you know, the ice here is this way. I'm in my office here where I'm a little bit cool this morning, but outside, high 60s. Baby, springs in the air. Springs in the air. You know, but I hear that, you know, people in Quebec don't really understand the concept that if you raise a minimum wage, it's, it's, it's inflection. It's inflection to how does it change inflation for everyone else? And that if I raise the minimum wage, well, people are going to be able to live better, David. Uh, well, really? okay. well, first Come of all, let's, let's start from the very beginning. It is May the 2nd. And for those of you who are not aware, yesterday was May Day in Europe. May Day is the celebration of, of you know, where we have Labor Day, they have May Day. And this is where it's a an old, I won't say communist, but it's like a celebration of workers and whatever. And what a timing, Stuart, for this rant, because frankly, um, you know, going into effect yesterday in Quebec, which prompted this whole conversation, was the increase of minimum wage to $14.25 an hour which, of course, got a terrible reaction. Because today, Stuart, what's fourteen twenty-five an hour? I mean, come on, with inflation, we should be jacking it up. And the problem, Stuart, is that people think, and the politicians are allowing us to think, that this, is the, this will solve inflation. So let's put a couple of things else on the table here, please, because I really want to just show you the level of stupidity of what's going on. All right? You've got workers in an Amazon warehouse in Staten Island that wants to unionize. Why? Hey, we're not making enough money. Conditions are crap. We're not making enough money. We're not making enough money. We're not making enough money. And the union is going to save them. Now let's flip it to Democratic Socialist candidate Rebecca Parson in the Washington State 6th District, who says, what are you talking $15 minimum wage? That's antiquated. That's so 2020. Let's go to $30 as a floor, because $30 should be the minimum wage. Now, the problem is that the politicians, as usual, and the media love this, because now this is going to solve the inflationary problem. This is going to help us to get through increasing gas prices, increasing food prices. Stuart, what I find absolutely bloody stupid and bloody moronic is that this is going to solve nothing. It's going to make it worse. And I'll give a quick example, and I'll throw you the ball, buddy. Let's go to a grocery store. And grocery store owner now has to raise, she has to raise the, her, her, price, her, um, her minimum wage now. So now she's got three options because she's dealing with terrible increase in costs from rent, food costs, taxes, you name it. Now yep. we have to pay more salaries. So the owner of the store is saying, holy crap, do, if I raise the minimum wage, and I raise my, my labor cost. I have to raise prices. Congratulations, I just hurt my customers. The other option is to cut is to cut your labor. Well, if I cut my labor, <laughs> then I cause another problem. So raising the minimum wage, Stuart, you're a financial expert. Yep. This is the stupidest approach if you believe that this will solve inflation. 
Allegedly, I'm a financial expert to some. To some, I'm just a financial guy that's got a license. So I got to be careful on how I word things. So first of all, you need to understand that in a restaurant, let's talk in the simplest terms. Not that restaurants are simple at all. You got between 20 and 40% of the overhead is attributed to labor. And if you increase the labor, right, by 50%, you're therefore taking the labor between 20 and 40 and making it between 40 and 60. And if your labor rates go up that, then the price of goods sold need to go up proportionally. So that Big Mac for 99 cents now costs you two bucks. Now, people surveyed say that they're willing to spend more money for their Big Mac. And I'm really grateful for those people to support McDonald's and its massive uh, Moscow operation. However, however, how does it affect gas, oil, milk, poultry? How about produce? You know, now yeah. you're dealing in where you have so many different elements of labor that go into how about delivering your FedEx and UPS and your USPS and your Canada Post package or your Pure Later package or your DHL package, all those costs that are what percentage labor, which may be closer to 60%, now are going to explode. And now all of a sudden, the person that makes $2,280 a month, right? $2,280 a month at your new $1,425 labor rate minus what percent? 60% for taxes. GST, PSD, QSD, this ST, how about mold ZST? You nice know, we're, we're, God bless you too. So ah. again, the, the, the raising the labor rate doesn't address and affects primarily the lower and middle class income households than it does the upper crust. Because who really cares? I don't care if my Starbucks cost me $3 or $4. However, most of America and Canada can't afford that extra 25 to $35 a month for coffee. They're 20 to $30 more for milk, the yeah. 20 to $30 more for beef. You How about the their energy costs that are up 45, 50%? You, see, you hit the nail on the head about something there without even realizing. I hit the nail on the head? Yeah. Yeah. Think, yeah. And I think that this is the problem, okay, Stuart, is you hit, you said McDonald's. Now, I don't know about you. I haven't. I don't go to McDonald's, except when I want to buy a cup of coffee. And I have to tell you that their coffee is good, and I give them credit. You know, guys, it used to be toilet water. Now it's really good coffee. But here's the thing that I can't get is, does anybody notice that, okay, coffee prices went up, let's say, some cases 25 cents, in some cases 50 cents. And you're like, what's the big deal? Um, figure this. You buy a coffee five times a week, that's a buck and a quarter. You do that 50 weeks of the year, you've just spent almost you've spent over $50 on coffee. That's just coffee. Now you're gonna sit there and say, but David, please, I'm not gonna buy coffee every day from McDonald's. I'll just buy a bag of coffee and I'll make it at home. You still are getting dinged. And by increasing minimum wage isn't solving the problem. You're exacerbating. The problem, what we need to do, and this is where governments fail, is government policies. Example, 
Kudos to the Alberta government, and I know I've mentioned this at a previous rant, for freezing gas taxes for five months, thereby lowering gas prices in a way that made it affordable for the citizens. Curses to the Quebec government who said, absolutely not. It is essential that we preserve the gas tax. And so when gas prices go north of $2 a liter, otherwise known as $8 a gallon U.S., okay, Canadian. So, okay, so we're $6.40 U.S. for a gallon. What the hell? On the island of Montreal, I'm paying close to $6.25 US, US a gallon. And the government says here, we can't freeze oil pr- gas prices, Stuart. Because why? Because i got to pay for multitudes of layers of bureaucracy. Okay? There is no thought. There is no thought. We've gone through two years of COVID and a pandemic where we printed money ad nauseum and we knew we'd be in a recession. And now the government, instead of doing smart, tax-related, economic-related relief, because you know what they always say, Stuart? What do they always say to the politicians? The middle class is getting squeezed. I don't think they're getting squeezed. I think they're getting choked. David, okay, let's understand what a progressive tax is. A progressive tax takes a larger percentage of income from high-income groups than from low-income groups based off the concept of an ability to pay. A progressive tax tax system right? might, for example, tax low-income taxpayers at 10%, right? And again, the, the, the low-income tax bracket or person, that is 10% of $2,100 versus 10% of $10,000. So the amount of like what I have left to spend and spread out between all the different bills that I may have or cost of living or adjusted cost of living, it becomes enormous. And as you keep adding all these, what I'm calling progressive or non-progressive taxes, it now is a flat tax and a flat tax on every single commodity that you and I and every single homeowner has to spend money on, make Mm -hmm. it impossible for them to continue to afford. And raising the price that you earn is only raising that flat tax mentality, and they're just going to further bankrupt and disenfranchise. The union, listen, union served a purpose in the United States prior to having labor laws, right? Mm -hmm. What is the union? Collective bargaining? It's a right to work. Don't work there. Work somewhere else. You know, but again, the safety in the workplace was the primary concern of why unions were created. Today, it's almost senseless and useless, except it's another tax on the lower income and middle class income people. All those guys that work at Amazon, guys, you know what? You're getting paid a premium to work for a company, but every footstep you take is counted. But wait a minute. Does the union protect you from them counting your footsteps? Well, no, but here's the thing is that if you talk about the union, Stuart, this whole idea of unions are going to ra- – and, and we experienced it. I mean, I went through this one time you know, over 20 years ago where they tried to unionize where I worked, and everybody said, don't worry. We're, we're going to make sure your salaries are going to go up, and don't worry. We're going to protect you, and don't worry, and don't worry, and don't worry. And at the end of the day, it dawned on the, on the, on the company employees going, wait a minute. That means we're if if salaries go up, easily five to ten percent of the labor is gone. 
So, so let, let me explain to you. The, the, the fourth largest school district in the United States is Miami-Dade County. Yep. Miami-Dade County, right, hires teachers. Do you realize if you got hired by Miami-Dade County seven years ago and your adjusted income goes up every year, they're hiring brand new teachers at the same amount that they're paying teachers that have worked there for seven years, right? So new teachers are getting the same amount that teachers that have been in the system for 15 years. Where's the union for those people? Listen, I'm so sick and tired of the hypocrisies and the divisiveness promoted by the left of, of our society, which isn't the left. When I, again, Rupert, talking to you, I don't call you left. You're considered a centrist, Rupert. You're not a left-wing guy. You, with all due respect, you're not a Democrat anymore. You have issues with all the socioeconomic problems that every Republican does, right? But again, you're not the problem. The party you think you represent is the problem because they're not helping their constituents. The recent polls out that the Latin-speaking population of the United States hates this open border policy. Oh, doesn't matter. And by having this high minimum wage, where is the labor? Where is the money going? I mean, I just, I'm just so fed up no, with this, David. You know, I know, and I know you're so fed up, and I know you're angry, and I know you wanna, you wanna hurl, and I, and I, and I'm so, so, so with you on this one. But let me just tell you something. It's once again, it's the politicians who have absolutely lied, shock of shocks, to people to say, don't worry, we'll protect you. The Democrats are wonderful at that, okay? Let us protect you. And so you'll have your AOCs who will deny an Amazon to come to New York. You will have this Rebecca Parsons who says, yes, let's raise salaries to $30. Notice who they're saying they're dumping all the problems on. Not the government. It's not the government bailout that they promised you. No, we're going to flip it like Obama with Obamacare. We're flipping it on the companies. Listen, as we wrap up this quarter hour, David, think about it like this. Right now, they're talking about wiping out student debt. Yep. Okay. Let's talk about inflation. Why don't we give every man, woman, and child that lawfully has a social security number and is a citizen of this country properly? $50,000. I think it's less than the bailout that they want to do for people that are doctors, lawyers with graduate degrees who hold 80% of all of the student debt. How does that help bring up lower and middle class families? It does it. And by the way, I want all those left wing people that voted for Biden. Remember on day one, I'm going to wipe out at least $10,000 of your college debt. Just remember yeah, that. Did he wipe yours out, David? He wiped something. Take a look at take, take a look at what he did this weekend in the uh, in the in the di- in the dinner with all the journalists. Oh, Two thousand journalists. He wiped started. something. And David, on that we, look- got a, we got a busy week. We're trying desperate not to repeat ourselves. We've gone over the quarter hour, David. I'm going to ask you to come up with some really good ideas because I'm out of them. <laughs> well, we've been ranting for a year and a half, and the same news cycle is the same crap day in and day out. Well, you know what? Let's let's wait until let's late till later in this week, and then let's talk about what's going on. On that note, folks, we wish you a wonderful day. Have yourself a great week. We'll talk to you on Wednesday.